Hey listeners, welcome to UPSC Happy Hour with me your host Archana. In this episode, we are going to discuss important current affairs for 16th September 2020. So let's start the episode. Harivansh Narayan Singh is elected as deputy chairman of Rajya Sabha. Yes, uh, Rajya Sabha is also called as upper house of Indian Parliament. and we all knew that it is a representative of states it acts as a representation of states and for this rajya sabha usually the chairman would be the vice president if in case when there is no chairman present in the house to conduct the sessions you need to have an alternative and that responsibility will be taken up by deputy chairman and so for this deputy chairman position sri harivansh narayan singh has been chosen and uh, uh, harivansh narayan is a uh, actually uh, he already is elected as a deputy chairperson from august 2018 to april 2020 when his term has ended uh, but he is again reelected for rajya sabha and now he has become the deputy chairperson chairman again you know he is a repeated deputy chairman of rajya sabha he is a guy who is uh, you know post graduate in economics and as well as a diploma in journalism and uh, for the last 4 decades is working for various social causes and he entered parliament in 2014 his position his term has ended in rajya sabha but still he is been reelected again so reelecting is uh, is not unconstitutional according to indian constitution a rajya sabha member can be reelected again and again got it and uh, Moving on to the next news is cabinet has approved for establishment of new aims at uh, Darbhanga Bihar and uh, uh, you know uh, this uh, establishment of new aims will be under Pradhan Mantri Swasthya Suraksha Yojana scheme and it would cost around 1264 crore it seems and it, they would take around 48 months to complete this uh, aims and along with that uh, uh uh you know uh, the new aims will involve in creation of hospitals teaching blocks for medical and nursing courses they'll have a residential complex it seems and all the facilities and services will be taken on line with the, the other aims present in new delhi and other six aims uh, which have been set up under phase 1 of pradhan mantri uh, you know swasthya suraksha yojana scheme now it will be having 100 ug seats and according uh, as per the approval the new aims will add add 100 ug seats that is mbbs seats and 60 bsc nursing state seats additionally and they will have 15 to 20 all the new aims will have 15 to 20 super specialty departments and and they will be uh, more of like 750 hospital uh, beds 750 beds uh, hospital it seems so if, along with that uh, this undergraduate and bsc courses they will even have super specialty courses coming up in the due course of time it seems so when you see this kind of news you have to understand that the importance of government laying on improving uh, you know healthcare facilities in india so when you are writing in any examination or when you are trying to uh, speak in any electrician competition and all you can even say this point that the establishment of new aims is to improve uh, you know healthcare facilities in india uh moving on to the next news is that very recently the union minister for steel we all should know uh, the union minister for steel in lok sabha has uh, shared some important information that uh, very recently all the indian for for the last few years the indian steel companies especially uh, not just the private one even the public sector steel companies have also increased or enhanced their capacities it seems their production has increased sales has also increased along with the exports it seems 
and india you have to know that india is, is uh, was a net exporter of steel in 2019 and uh, uh, also the steel exports from india has increased more than 153% in this 2020 in this pandemic time itself and uh, also the capacity for domestic crude steel production has also increased uh, from 109 million tons per annum to 142 million tons so 50 million tons additional uh, production has increased which is a good sign as well and also the crude steel production has also raised it seems this uh, this all all shows up you know this all these improvements can be attributed to the skill training and government initiatives in the country and under ministry of steel you know you should know that there is a separate ministry for steel and that is ministry of steel has conducted various skill training programs it seems which has enhanced the production as well right and uh, uh moving on is uh, methane hydrates are found in godavari krishna basin and uh, these methane hydro uh, hydrates you know are being found uh, based on a study conducted in krishna godavari basin by agarkar research institute agarkar research institute which is under it is an autonomous institute under department of science and technology this research institute is a government institute only uh, department of science and technology government of india and uh, this bio uh, this uh, uh you know uh, bio methane hydrate biogen ethane hydrate or the methane hydrates what we are talking now is nothing but a methane producer from metabolic activities of living organisms it seems so because these my biogenic methane is trapped as methane hydrate uh, in the in the bodies of you know the organisms and uh, which is a major source of energy it seems and all these organisms microorganisms are produce methane as a by product even in low oxygen conditions it seems so it's a it's a good information for us because we all knew that for us energy is a, a primary for any country's growth energy is very very important and this kind of information will make us to work on our energy sources better especially uh, uh, you know uh, putting a halt on the fossil fuels now we have promotion of buddhist sites the next news is promotion of buddhist sites the ministry of tourism has uh, undertaken a development of tourism uh, related especially to the infrastructure and facilities around the various buddhist sites and for this a scheme has been launched called as swadeshi darshan and prashad programs these two schemes are initiated under ministry of tourism and uh, uh, they uh, this swadeshi darshan and prasad they will have uh, uh, you know buddhist circuits like you all knew that the foreigners uh, foreigners when they visit india not just foreigners uh, any person who whoever look whoever is passionate about traveling they always want to cover many number of places in a short span so keeping that in view the government of uh, india in collaboration with ministry of railways uh, have come up with this uh, buddhist circuits or spiritual circuit where 13 uh, circuits have been uh, you know promoted like 13 circuit themes have been located uh, i mean promoted like uh, five or six sites will be covered together as part of this plan like when you go to a place you will look out for the nearing uh, near areas right the same way and uh, also uh, 30 projects are been initiated for development of infrastructure it seems under the prashad scheme and we have the major buddhist sites at bodhagaya i have i i went to this place ajanta ellora yes have been identified especially for the iconic tourist sites it seems because um, these are very prominent very old and uh, it is not just for tourism we want to even use it as part of india's soft power because soft power what do you mean by the soft power is like uh, we are trying to enhance the relationships between the countries making uh, the cultural ties by improving the cultural ties and improving people to people contact 
so when you have that better traveling facilities and all people will come and uh, we all knew that uh, you find the buddhist uh, buddhism uh, followers usually in the southeast countries and uh, you know northeast countries uh, these people will be coming to india to visit this sites so obviously that will enhance the relationship between those southeast nations and northeast nations with india next up, the important news is india has become we need to congratulate india for becoming a member of united nations commission on status of women and this is a body uh, which is this particular united nations commission on status of women is a body present under uh, economic and social council and uh, 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 and also india has become a permanent member to the united states uh, united nations as part of this we have become a member and uh, for the four years we are going to be member for the next four years that is 2021 to 2025 okay so the main you have to understand here what is need to be derived or what is need to be implied is it shows uh, india's commitment in promoting gender equality and women empowerment and uh, along with india afghanistan and china also contested in the elections uh, to become a member of this uh, united nations commission on status of women but india won the election and india has become the member and uh, 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 china could not even make half of the votes most of uh, the first place was with india followed by afghanistan and china no way we all knew why it is and this commission on the status of women was established in june 1946 the main objective is it is an intergovernmental body dedicated for promoting gender equality and empowerment of women as well and what is this economic and social economic uh, social council it is nothing but united nations economic and social council which is one of the six principal organs of united nations and its main objective is uh, it is responsible for coordinating all the economic and social fields of the organization it seems right moving on the inflation data has been released for the month of august 2020 and uh, we all should know that uh, the retail inflation growth has dipped the growth has dipped to 6.69% it seems uh, when compared to july 2020 uh, you know uh, july 2020 it's uh, 6.73% and uh, it is now 6.69% the inflation growth has gone down and uh, we all knew that uh, according to rbi monetary policy committee the the maximum inflation which can be maintained is 2 to 6% and we are now at 6.69% so uh, rbi will be working out to uh, to make it sure it stays within 6 or you know 6 plus 1 or 6.1 6.2 like that and uh, this uh, inflation range of you know maintaining within a band of 2 to 6% was recommended by urjit patel committee in 2014 here you need to know a quick information that usually inflation can be measured either at uh, wholesale price index or consumer price index but uh, based on the same urjit patel committee recommendations rbi started measuring the retail inflation using consumer price index rather than the wholesale price index and uh, the la- the i won't say the last one uh, yeah moving on to the next news we have scientist uh, not scientist i should say living planet report Living Planet Report 2020 has been published uh, and it has been published by World Wild Life Fund WWF and Geological Society of London these both has together published this report called as Living Planet Report 2020 and they found that there is a reduction of 68% in global wildlife population between 1970 and 2016 oh my god 68% has gone oh this is really very very some point for us because uh, uh, the uh, when the you know when the uh, population is going down and especially the varieties the biodiversity is going down it is a challenge for the food web and food chain to maintain it becomes a threat to the 
climate change it, it becomes a threat to the ecosystem to be maintained so that is what is being published by this report and uh, we all knew that india is a mega diverse country with around 45000 species of plants uh and uh, we already lost six plant species it seems to extinction according to IC- iucn red list and uh, even our uh, bio capacity earth's bio capacity is being overused by at least 56% it seems now the ocean is also mostly hot water it's not uh, the warm water or the cold water we are having hot water means it is a problem for uh, you know fishing coral reef uh, uh, because when temperature increases obviously some of the microorganisms cannot tolerate the temperature and they will die and that is what is happening now so and and the report has highlighted that ki uh, you know the uh, highest the largest wildlife population loss has happened in latin america at an alarming rate of 94% 94% of the wildlife population is gone in latin america it seems man oh my god it's a very scary thing for us and uh, we have uh, uh, europe and central asia at 57.9% north america at 52.5% and latin america and caribbean together 51.2% but latin america separately 94% and africa at 45.9% of the population their uh, you know global uh, wildlife population disappeared and we have asia at 43% it seems this is really worry some factor for us one ek problem ke baad dusra problem we are encountering so many problems right and um, uh, next is uh, uh, yes that's all is for this uh, uh, you know uh, 16 september 2020 if any other news is missed i'll make sure it has been covered the other current affairs been covered in the other episode as well so please stay tuned to upsc happy hour with me your host archana keep listening signing off jai hind